This is the Australian Surrogacy Podcast. My name is Sarah Jefford and I'm a surrogate and a surrogacy lawyer. In this episode, I had the pleasure of chatting with Sheridan Byrne. She's a doula and birth educator and we talked about all things birth and surrogacy birth related and why it's important to have birth education for everyone. And uh, we talked about everything that's birth related. I'm going to hand over now to Sheridan. Today I am talking to Sheridan Byrne and I'm going to let her introduce herself in more detail but we're going to talk about um, birth education and support for surrogacy births. Sheridan has a lot of experience assisting and supporting um, birthing people and their partners and support people and we're going to talk about why it's so important to plan ahead for the birth and make sure you're educated and supported when you enter that birthing room. So Sheridan, tell me a bit about yourself and how you came to be a birth support doula. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I, I trained and got my certification as a doula in, I started training in 2014 and got certified in 2015. But I have a really long history working in the community sector and specifically in family violence and women's services. So have done a lot of crisis counselling and work where it's, you know, supporting mostly women through, um, you know, through traumatic events or, you know, just like transition events and, and working in with families and things like that as well. And a lot of advocacy as well. So I got to a point where I was real, really called to do birth work. And it just, when I really looked into it, I could see that it just brought together so much of the, the work and the skills that I'd used all throughout my working life. So it was just seemed like a really perfect match for me. And I'm also a trainer in the community sector as well. And so the natural kind of evolution then was to also get certified to be a birth educator and deliver birth education training as well. So I kind of started off slowly going, you know, um, going through like the first births I had were um, ones that were kind of considered like a graduate doula birth and then um, slowly kind of built up my, um, you know, the amount of births I'd gone to. And in the last year or so, I've been focusing on, um, the queer community as well. So, you know, specializing in that because I identify as queer myself. So having more of the kind of skills and, and advocacy kind of skills that I've, I've got, I can bring to, um, that community as well. And That's amazing. yeah, it's always about like bringing together what you've got, like your special source, isn't it? Like, and, yes. and all the things, all the skills you've used and just, distilling them into an area where you know you can get you can really be really potent so mm. yeah I've been it's been really interesting and total honor actually to be at birth as well and to be with people during that transition for for the for the birthing people but also for families for for people who are impacted all mm. around so I'm guessing that one of the first questions that people ask when they're planning a birth but not as the birthing person themselves, their question mm-hmm. might be, well, why do I need to attend birth education class or get educated at all about birth if I'm not the one that's going through it? So what would your mm. answer be for those people? Well, I'm always a big advocate for as many people who are going to be impacted by the birth 
to, to be educated and to really, first of all, to set an intention. So, I mean, I really feel like even if people, I, I actually advocate for people who aren't maybe not even going to be at the birth, but who, you know, are going to be impactor in the family to have sessions with the birthing person and understand what they're going to go through and be a part of the planning process as well. But certainly if people are going to be in the space then they need to be that, you know, they're a collaborative partner. Like birth is a really, you know, individual journey in terms of like birthing people go within and they have to draw on their own resources. And a lot of times birthing people talk about that they really go, you know, in their bodies. Um, But everybody is impacted in that space. And so people who come into the space when somebody's birthing, they bring, you know, their, their energy birthing people are really heightened as well in their senses. They become really, really heightened. So if somebody in the space becomes stressed or if somebody in the space becomes triggered or afraid or, you know, angry at something that's going on, then the birthing person can be impacted by that. And a lot of the times they, you know, it will impact the ways they can kind of go within themselves and the way they can really let go and go with their bodies. So it's one thing to kind of think, well, I'm just going to be there and they're going to be doing, you know, the birthing person's got their skills and they've done their plan and they've got their education. I'm just going to be there if they need me. But every second of a birth, like whatever you're bringing into the space is, is impactful. And it's also, you know, not just what you want to make sure you don't bring into the space, but it's also learning the ways that you can just be present. There's so much in the witnessing and the just being present at a birth that can be really, really impactful for birthing people, but also everybody that's in that space. If you're there, if you're invited, it's such a privilege to be there. And it's the part of this new baby's journey, this new person's that you're bringing into the world is a part of their story as well. So being really intentional and kind of knowing the kinds of ways you want to approach it, you want to make sure that you know what can be helpful for the person who's birthing, but also you want to know what's going to be helpful for you. Because sometimes it, it takes a lot of stamina. Birth it can be a can be a lot of times, you know, really long drawn out process. There are many times that it's quick as well, but you, you want to make sure that you are taken care of and that you can um, mitigate it against any trauma or, you know, stress for yourself and just create that really good outcome. And especially if you are the non-birthing parent in that space, because you're about to become a parent. So, you know, there's, a really big kind of um, transition for you as well. So if you understand and you feel really involved and really active, you know, you can care for yourself, you learn how the best ways to care for and provide support to the birthing person, then your transition into parenthood is going to be more smooth as well. And it's, you're creating memories. So it's, it's such an intensely beautiful time. You want to make sure that you show up in a way that you know that you're going to look back and feel proud of what you did. I mean, that's the kind of thing, the conversations that I always have with people. I think that's exactly right. I do think it's such a privilege to witness somebody giving birth and a baby arriving into the world. It's amazing. And I think mm. um, 
my experience having given birth three times and one of those times as a surrogate, it is such a sacred space that you're letting people into. I've never been more yeah. than when I'm birthing and the people in the room, I guess, need to be sort of witnessing that and understanding the privilege of what they're witnessing because potentially mm. if they're not educated and able to offer the support that's needed, then they can potentially cause trauma or cause trouble for the person mm. that's actually birthing so I yeah think that's exactly spot on so if mm. people are looking at their options to get birth education one option is often the hospital birthing um birth education mm -hmm. classes what are the other options that you know of where people can get good education um either in attending classes or elsewhere Mm. I mean, the hospital's good because I think for people who are birthing in a hospital, you get the the hospital tour and that can be really helpful. And just an understanding also you can ask questions about hospital policies and that can be really good. And I think like the feedback I get, and I've done one hospital tour, but the feedback I get from people generally is that they, yeah, they got an understanding. It's very pragmatic. A lot of the times they get an understanding of policy. They get to view the space and, and then get to really kind of take that visual away so that then when they go and they do maybe work with somebody else, who's going to talk more about the stages of labor and what they can expect when they're birthing, then they can kind of put that visual in their mind's eye and, you know, really see themselves birthing in that space. So the hospital I find is good for that. Um, but yeah, then other ways to do it are that there are classes around and most, so, and there's a lot of options now. And I think sometimes this is, sometimes feels overwhelming for people because there's a lot of kind of branded options and different approaches. So one that's like, so one that's been around for a really long time and, uh, you know, has a strong evidence base that they work with as well is Lamar's. And so most people know Lamar's and a lot of, uh, a lot of new birth educators in certainly where we are in Melbourne. I know a lot of, that have gone through the training over the last couple of years and, um, you know, like they're really, they're always looking at the, the evidence and always looking at the kinds of, um, you know, new approaches and things like that. So, you know, you could look at that. There's the hypnobirthing, hypnobirthing and the other one that's a, little, um, a similar sounding name. It might be calm birth is another option. There's calm birth. Thank you. Thank mm. you. It's a version. Yeah. There's, there's some similarities. I'm not going to say the same. I get myself in trouble because I'm like, I go, oh yeah, they're the same. But people say, no, 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 they're not. But they're based on very similar techniques, the calm birth and the, and the hypnobirthing. So I think it's really good to look into the philosophies and I think also the histories, but also thinking about, you know, like if you think first about like what's most important to you in you know, in kind of approaching the birth, so both as the birthing person, but also the um, you know non-birthing people and, and intended parents like what is it that you are wanting to gain what kind of what kind of philosophies align with your beliefs um, I know that some I, I mean I now work a lot with the queer community and there are some uh, birth education classes that really don't recognize them so they don't recognize same-sex couples um you know it's very heteronormative so i think it's really good to do a lot of research there is a, a lot out there but just find something that doesn't just align with you know like the the kind of medical or the kind of physical kind of uh approach that kind of aligns 
aligns with you, but also, you know, philo- uh, a, a philosophy, but also things that really you feel like um, your identity is really recognized there as well. And you feel comfortable and you feel seen, um, I think is really, really important. Mm. There are a lot of birth educators who are, and so I am, a, I am a birth educator. So the, the, the school I went through is in the States and um, it's called DTI and it's, it stands for doula training international and they have a birth educator certification. And I don't deliver at this stage. I'm looking at doing that now in 2020 uh, to do group classes, but I've been doing, um, so I've been doing birth education with doula clients and I've also done um, birth partner education as well so tailoring it to what it is that they need and 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 what they're hoping to achieve you know within their birth experiences as well and there are a lot certainly in melbourne but i know you know all throughout australia mostly in the major states um there are independent birth educators who will tailor the birth education to your individual needs needs as well and come into your home a lot of times so what it means is that you can and you you can easily find people online now it's gotten you know easier and easier to do that if you are if you do like the philosophies and the approach of lamas and calm birth and hypnobirthing then you can they do have directories of people who maybe are in your area so it's easy to contact you know the like the main kind of numbers and then and then get recommendations from there um, and then you've got like your independent people like Rhea Dempsey as well. So Rhea's, Rhea does a, a weekend training, which is birth education um, for couples and families. I know I attended one um, as like a professional development. And um, when I was there, there was, a, there was a woman who was birthing and her partner, but also her mother had paid to come as well because she just wanted to be present because she um, was thinking about being in a space when her daughter was birthing. So you can, you can kind of, you know, like have the people, you know, who are going to be in the space, you can have them come to the birth classes as well. Although I think that is where the benefit, you know, the, one of the benefits of having somebody like myself or there's a, um, another Claire Wyborn, as well does a lot of birth education. Her business is called, I think it's called a special delivery and she's a doula, but she does a lot of birth education now as well. Like people like that who, you know, come into the home, it means that, you know, if you, if you have, um, you know, more than just the birthing person and the partner, so you have intended parents, you have other family members, then you don't kind of stand out. You don't stick out like a sore thumb. And that can be, that can happen in some of those, those uh, birth education classes where you just kind of in the classroom setting, because, you know, there'll be a lot of the birthing person and partner, you know, that kind of dynamic. And then, so if you've got more kind of people in your crew, then, you know, that, that does tend to stand out. And I know some people don't always feel comfortable with that. So having, having something that's specially, you know, designed for you um, in your home, I think can be really advantageous as well. I think that's right. And um, our team actually had Rhea Dempsey come and visit and do a private class for just us. Oh, she, she came into your home to do it for you. It was amazing. Oh, brilliant. Yes. 
I think recognizing that I had already given birth twice, so I didn't need educating Mm -hmm. on the basics, but I wanted my intended Mm -hmm. parents to hear from her about birth and for me to be part of that discussion because then it was dynamic and I was able to talk about my own experiences and what we might expect when I was in labor and birth, et cetera. Uh, The other thing that we did when I planned my second birth was I spent a lot of time watching YouTube clips and the best Mm -hmm. search I found was Googling, um, natural birth or home birth because there'll be some uh, YouTube clips of births that you know that it's going to be in water, for example. And if that's what you want to Mm -hmm. look at, then that's a good idea. Um, And -hmm. also I found even just looking at Instagram um, photos for birth, that's a really Mm -hmm. good way of seeing the the normality of what birth might look like so that there's no Mm -hmm. shocks because I guess Mm -hmm. I was educating my child at the time that he would be witnessing the birth of his brother and wanting him to not be shocked by what he might see or hear because mummy was going to make a lot of noise and taking Mm -hmm. that same approach with my intended parents that they needed to know what to expect and watching it on YouTube was a good way of um, desensitizing them to um, what birth can look like. And sometimes it can be scary and sometimes it can be, you know, messy, well, it's always messy. Mm. <laughs> um, but yes, <laughs> yeah, that actually recognizing that, you know, this is what you might be about to watch and that's okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I do, I caution people about just doing, you know, searches on YouTube <clears throat> just because you're not really in control of what you're going to see. It can that's be really right. difficult to know, even even though you get the kind of the first shot, like the screenshot image of, and you might think, oh, yeah, this looks all right and it sounds all right and the description might sound like, oh, yeah, this sounds like something that I'm looking for. But then you just don't know what you're going to see. I, I just, I think that it can be good to, um, and like you're saying, like that can be really good to really just expose yourself. So there's that, um, yeah, like almost like a desensitization to, these new kinds of images that you might be seeing if somebody's seeing this for the very first time. I think that for, well, certainly for birthing people, it's really important to think about like what, you know, what do you want and what, what are, you know, like what do you have any triggers or soft spots, things that maybe would kind of stay with you and, and build anxiety in you. And if, if you know there are certain things that would do that, maybe consider not, seeing that because mm. I think that yeah I think that the thing that we're always trying to do is to decrease adrenaline uh in the body of the birthing birthing person but also everybody because people when people are adrenalized you can feel that in the air and especially people who are really you know heightened at that point in time so just making sure that you you're conscious of of what you're choosing to cons- it's a consumption you know I think about it like think about what you're consuming on the lead up to the birth and what that's doing in your, in your body and your senses and, you know, like your um, emotions as well. Mm. I think that it can be good. I think I, you know, I really agree with you on Instagram now, like if you're on Instagram and even just like going to, um, because birth photography now has been given the, I'm not going to say they're all clear, but it's now being pitched as or labeled as education. Whereas a few years back it was, you know, it was getting blocked because of community standards and things like that. Um, But now that the people have done a lot of work and it's now you can show, um, you know, like you can show crowning images, close up images of babies, heads crowning and things like that. So I, 
I do think they are incredible. Like they're magical. They're just so good. Um, but you could also just have a look at some incredible birth photographers work, you know, like Bree Downs, Lacey Barrett, like they're both award winning, you know, and just really known for their incredible birth photography work. There's a, um, Australian birth stories. I think it is. There's a few different birth photographers that just do really great work. And I think that is a really great way to kind of initiate your way into seeing if you've never seen what birth really looks like, because we do have a lot of these images that are in like movies and TV shows that are really false. Like they really set you up to have an expectation you know, of birth that is completely unreal. So it's really good, I think, to see true images. And I think looking at photography is a, is a really great, because you're also a little bit more in control of it than video, I think, as well. But I, I agree, like watching birth and seeing video of birth is really a great way to, um, yeah, to educate yourself. And watching, like everybody watching it together and talking it through and, I mean, ideally, I think that would be the way to go as well. I think that, yeah, that's really good advice. And I think you're right. I think there's probably a few things I saw on YouTube that maybe I didn't need to see. Um, and, <laughs> and, and actually with my intended parents, we sat down and watched the birth video of when I gave birth to it, um, my second oh, one. Oh, wow. So that was good because it was me giving <gasps> yes. birth and they got to hear and see exactly. me and glory. So that was very helpful. That's I think. so good. Yeah. And hearing those sounds. Yes. as well like hearing your your sounds your particular sounds is um that's such a great idea yeah mm. that's so, so good as a doula um i guess my question would be should uh, surrogacy teams consider having a doula or a private midwife attend with them and what's mm. the benefit of having that sort of birth support with you Mm. I think that having a doula is such a would be such a great idea for everybody um Private midwifery is a little bit difficult if you're birthing in the hospital because you, if you have a um, your own midwife, and apart from one hospital in Melbourne, you can't. They don't have um, what's it called practice rights. Yes, in the hospital, so they don't. Once they enter into the hospital, unless you're at the Northern at this point in time, um, which has got a program with my, my midwives, then you can you can. Um, have your private midwife and take them into the northern with you there. But if you're birthing anywhere else, you yeah, if you have a, a, your own midwife, they they don't have practice rights in the hospital. So as soon as they kind of step foot into the hospital with you, they essentially become a doula anyway. So they can't do anything medical. Um, but having that person who everybody has met and developed a relationship with prior to the birth. I think is really, really helpful having um, that person who is there to, because when I'm supporting, like I don't just support the birthing person, I support whoever is, is in that team. So mostly the doula's approach is to support the people supporting the birthing person. So, you know, whether that be the partner or whether there's intended parents or whether there's other family members, whatever it might be, we kind of oversee and, and hold witness to everybody that's in the space. It's kind of like that ecological model, you know, like you've got the birthing person in the middle and then the, the other supports kind of coming out and we just kind of like 
do whatever it takes to make sure that the system is running on track so so that it provides that support ultimately to the center of the circle which is the birthing person so yeah it's really uh it's interesting to be in the space and and you know like hold that space for everybody in that way but you can develop this relationship with the doula and they will be able to kind of have an eye over everybody in the space they can also like if somebody's um you know like not doing the things that they said they wanted to do like the doula can come in and encourage them or you know if somebody's upset they can go outside with them and talk them through um they can a big part of what doulas do as well we we do a lot of what i call or translating so if you're in a hospital and you've got medical staff saying certain things they'll speak in medical language so doulas we do a lot of that translating so uh, a, a doctor or a midwife might walk in and say okay we need to do this 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 and this because of this 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 and this and then i will say okay great just give us one moment i'm just going to chat with everybody and so i might kind of check in give some eye contact to everybody i might say let me just you know, tell you what she's just said and tell you what that person's just said and why. And, um, and here's, look, here's your options. You know, this, they're, they're saying this and you can just kind of help to translate what's going on in the space and also kind of let people know, you know, what, what might be the results of certain things. So sometimes, you know, people will kind of say, Oh, you know, like, Oh, we have to act now. And then I'll say, well, do you want to ask this question about, you know, if we waited 15 minutes, you know, and so you help them to negotiate and, and help them to kind of pause and think through what kind of questions might be important for them and, and then just kind of support them to, to do that. So we do that for everybody, you know, like we're always supporting, translating, um, you know, encouraging people to kind of do the things they said they wanted to do in the space where I might just remind people, even just things like I will remind people to take a break. I'll say, you know, I've noticed you haven't kind of taken a break for the last few hours and you haven't eaten. Do you think you might want to have, you know, step out of the room and have a snack, you know, right now while this person's doing this and those kinds of things. And, um, and so we just kind of hold that overview and, and care for everybody in the space. We can also stop and, you know, take photos, you know, just the people want photos taken on their iPhones and things like that. We'll do that kind of thing. If somebody needs something, we'll, we'll go out and get it for them as well. There's many times somebody's just said like, I've run out of water or I've run out of my energy drink or, you know, I really wish I had coconut water and I'll go down to the Seven Eleven and I'll go grab something for them and come back. It's just about being that person who just keeps everything going in the space and really um, holds overview for everybody. I've had the same doula for my three births and I love her to bits, but certainly for, <laughs> I think for the second yeah. birth that I had, she was everything. And like you say, sort of holding it all together for me and my partner yeah. and doing picking it she was very intuitive she was doing things before i'd even thought about needing them mm. so yeah mm. i think it's quite a, a special role and i will always suggest that people have a doula as a mm. support person as part of their birthing team um so yeah. we talked a little bit about you mentioned a couple of birth photographers tell me what mm. do you think about having a professional birth photographer or somebody as an additional uh, person in the in the room taking photographs and that's their their job what do you think is mm. the importance of birth photography I really, I really, really value birth photography. And I think especially in situations where you 
got, you know, intended parents and, you know, a surrogacy birth, you've got, um, you know, you are creating such an incredible memories and for the birthing person to have photography of that journey that they took and that, that birth, you know, like that is their, that, that's a reminder of what they did, you know, the work they did, the labor they, that they went through. Um, and I just think that's incredibly important. I think I really value birth photography, professional birth photography, um, for everybody, because I think a lot of times people, they forget like a big part of what I do in my debriefing with people after they've birthed is I will remind them of things that they did. And certainly things like where they maybe overcame something or they really powerful or you know like even sometimes I'll be like oh remember when this happened and we laughed and a lot of times people will forget things and I think photography really just helps with that as well it just helps people to um you know like really reclaim the experience and and really remember what they did and what they went through and what it took and and how they united it's just beautiful so it it's really I think it's really important for that. I, I would always recommend it and I recommend it a lot. Um, I think also, and I think for, you know, somebody who gives birth um, as a surrogate, I think to have those photos, I think would just be so powerful for them. Mm. Um, and, and I think also, I mean, for everybody to have those photos to show to, to remind them of what they did together, you know, because I've seen a lot of births where there's been intended parents in the space and how they've worked together. So that, that, you know, how they birthed this baby into this family. Um, but I also, I personally also believe that it's really important for this child, this, this person, this baby that's coming into the world, you know, like that's a part of their story as well. And maybe, maybe that's a unique story that, you know, when we talk about, I think, you know, when, when we talk about our birth experiences, when we were born, you know, we might talk about, oh yeah, my mum birthed, you know, in this hospital and this is what happened. And, you know, maybe we've got some anecdotes, but I think that, you know, if we've got these really intentional, really, um, you know, these beautiful kind of intentional ways of bringing, you know, building this new family and, thinking about in the future as well for the, for that, for that child to have that image. Cause this, you know, you can tell the story of how they came into the world, but I just think that is incredible for that child to then have images to see the, the birthing mother and the, and their, and their parents as well and how they worked together. So, I mean, that's probably going to be a really personal choice, whether that's, how people want to, you know, whether they do want to pass that photography or, sh or share that, the birth photography with their child, you know, obviously when they feel it's age appropriate, but I feel like that really tells the story as well. Like it really fills in all those gaps. So I, know that, and also, um, I was, I was going to yeah. say that uh, whilst the surrogacy baby Darcy, she's too little to really understand. Uh, but my, mm big kid who is uh, six he really likes watching his birth video and he likes mm. knowing that that was the day he arrived and we have this record of his birth and I think yeah I've, I haven't really thought about it from I've often thought about it from the surrogate's perspective but I do think from the child's perspective there's this record of the mm. day that they arrived and all the people that helped to bring them into the world it's right there yeah in the photographs and you're right for a surrogate it does mean that 
she has the opportunity to process and put pieces back together. I know there were times when I was in labour when I, I lost time and being able yeah. to then look at photographs and put all, the, or put all the hours back in line in a sort of consecutive order so I understood what had happened mm -hmm. and why, That's, that was really crucial. Yeah, and it can be really healing, especially for people who maybe had, you know, something that they felt didn't go right through their birth and they were left I don't know they experienced pain or they had some birth trauma it's I watched just that recollection of wow okay I did that you know and just really to come back it helps it helps birthing people kind of come back into their bodies because they can they can see it you know there's that yes okay I did this I see this I I remember now you know I remember that was in my body the other thing too that's so interesting to me is um when people will like afterwards and we do some debriefing and and birthing people will say oh you know I felt like you know, I was screaming or I was this or that, you know, like they have some, they've held on to something that was kind of a, a slightly negative or a painful experience, you know, a painful memory for them. And then you put the photos, like I've literally done that where I've, I've, I've taken photos in the space and I've said, Oh, but this is what I could see. This is what we saw of you, you know? And there's this image of this person looking so fierce and primal and powerful and it just really, you know, really kind of brings, brings it all back to the reality of, the, of what they've really done. And it's, it's really, really healing. And I think I love that actually what you said about, you know, being able to show, I mean, for other siblings, surrogacy, do you say surrogate siblings? I don't know the term. Well, and I actually. think, uh, yeah, it could be really surrogate siblings. We sometimes, yeah. well, my kids see their child as like a cousin sort of so yeah just, okay that one of their family members that was important to them I think that that birth yeah. story is it it's really important for everyone to have a part of it and be able to see it mm -hmm. yeah and so it brings the whole story together for everybody yeah I think that one thing I will say about photography is that it is it is really important to if you want that photography it is really important to get somebody who is a professional because it's, it's a very specific art and I take photos and I'm a doula and I think that birth photographers need to be like a doula. There's a certain way of being in a space that is a bit ninja, you know, like it's, yes. you're able to be, yeah. And, and you've got to understand the process as well because if you understand the process of birth and you can, you know what's happening and you can see the stages of labor kind of unfolding then you kind of doing the dance in the space you know how to be there without being intrusive and you know how to be there without getting in the way of anything you know how to be there without and, and still be understanding how medical professionals may come in and out so I really truly believe it's worth investing in that as well and having somebody that is a professional person you know who knows who knows how to do that who knows how to be that space because taking photography at a birth you know when most of the time it's really dark we try and have the room as dark as we possibly can um and that that's you know that's always that always assists a birthing person so even things like that like having really dark or low light you know and and being in small cramped spaces with fluids on the floor or and things like that. Yeah, it's really important to know that your birth photographer knows how to do that and deal with all of that. And um, yeah, because they bring an energy into that space as well.
Hundred percent, and I do. I like what you say about them being a bit like ninjas. I think our birth photographer, yeah. it was her job to not be seen. That we we shouldn't know yes. that they're there, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Sheridan, it's been so amazing talking to you about birth and surrogacy, birth and planning for a good birth and getting educated. Um, thank you so much for chatting with me. You're so welcome. Um, if You're people so want to get in thank touch you. with you, I'll put your website mm. details on my um, blog. Yeah. But uh, just yeah, so that fantastic. we know, uh, what is your website? It's just my, my name. So I'm um, Sheridan Burns, so S-H-E-R-I-D-O-N-B-Y-R-N-E.com. And I'm on Instagram, same thing, Sheridan. It's I think that makes it an underscore, like a Sheridan dash or underscore burn. And I no longer have Facebook, but I'm I'm on Facebook like a, just a personal account, but I don't share much of my work on there. So it's usually just political stuff. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> but Instagram and my website, yeah, you can send me messages through there. And I will be doing um, group sessions as well. So um, queer birth ed or I'm calling it queering birth ed. So, um, they will be, yeah, that's, and similar, like in the ways that I've kind of been speaking about, like, I think it's really important for everybody to be educated. I think having a lot of people educated who understand, like, I, I really want everybody to have a better understanding of birth because I think that it's just this thing that unites us all. And we should, you know, I, I hear people say all the time, oh, it takes a village to raise a child. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> it does. Mm. So we should all be able to, you know, at the drop of a hat, if somebody needs us to be at their birth, we should be able to do that. So that's a bit of a thing I've got. But, yeah, so I'm going to be doing um, queering birth ed classes later in the year and but yeah we'll still do the in people's home like you know just with the family in the home and and doing tailored birth education as well that way until then amazing thank you sheridan Thank you for listening to the Australian Surrogacy Podcast. If you are looking for more information, you can find it on the blog. Listen to more podcast episodes at sarahjefford.com. You can also find me on Facebook and on Instagram. And if you want to get in touch, you can find me at sarah at sarahjefford.com.